We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property. But you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome skip trace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash skip trace. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the discount property investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back. Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, guys. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing your properties to buyers. Mike this is a very important part of the business, isn't it? Absolutely, man. If you can't sell your deals, you, uh, you're you not making any deals. You're not basically. getting paid. Right. Right. So if you're a first-time listener, I want to just say thank you so much for joining us. And uh, go out and check out our free wholesale course at freewholesalecourse.com. Uh, there you're going to be able to kind of get a uh, jump start, get quick started into what is wholesaling, as well as kind of uh, catch up with us. Um, so right now, today, we're going to be talking about marketing the properties, and uh, one of the ways that we do that is on our website, discountpropertyinvestor.com. So if you're looking for deals in the St. Louis area, we'd encourage you to go and check that out as well. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Subscribe that? to our emails, guys, if you're looking to buy some deals in St. Louis. We have mm -hmm. tons of them. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go ahead and get started then. Let's talk about uh, marketing properties, Dave. We kind of use a pretty formulaic method. I mean, we, we typically, uh, we've done this enough times now that we do the same thing for each property. Isn't that pretty uh, fair to say, I'd, I think? Absolutely it is, yeah. absolutely. You know, we have a, uh, a checklist that we use, mm -hmm. and uh, there's really no reason to deviate sure, because it works. Yeah. So know? let's just go ahead and kind of talk about what we do. Uh, the first thing is, obviously, you have to have the property under contract. So once you've got your property under contract, uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is secure the property. And what I mean by that is, I mean, obviously putting under contract, but then also get a lockbox on it and make sure that uh, the other doors are locked and all that stuff. I'm sure the homeowner is probably going to have it locked up as well. Uh, so the key there is getting that lockbox. You need to be able to get a lockbox on it so you can easily show the property to your sellers. Yeah. And if you didn't do this when you were out talking with the seller, you're going to go out there and get the lockbox on it. And you're going to go take photos and maybe a video of the property so that you have something to present to people. Uh, so they can get a look at the house without actually having to go out there. They want to be able to get a feel for the condition and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing nothing too too advanced, right? So then uh, what's our next step, Dave? What do we do next? So after we get a lockbox, um, we get photos and video of the property. You know, not always do we get video. Uh, typically, we will get video if it's, you know, a really nice place or mm -hmm. it doesn't need a ton of work. Right. Uh, nothing really wrong with video. Um Photos are really what's most important. Photos are the staple. Yeah, you're right. And video is uh, it's a little bit more labor intensive because you do 
have to walk through the house uh, filming, uh, which is mm -hmm. a little bit more of a challenge. And sometimes it doesn't turn out as well when you're using maybe a cell phone camera. Uh, it's a, sometimes a little shaky, so people don't really like that video as well. Mm -hmm. you got to be careful when you go out there and do that. Yeah, but get, get photos of the, of the property. And, you know, I always tell, you know, the guys that we're working with, our interns, our, you know, junior buyers or zone buyers, or even, even myself, when I'm out at a property, you can't really get too many pictures. You know, I probably average between 60 and 80 pictures of, of every property I go look at. And, you know, the reason is, is you can always go back and delete photos that you may have, you know, let's say you have four pictures of the left side of the house. Well, you can delete three of them. But once you get back to the office, if you only have 10 photos, that's, sometimes that's not enough to sell that property. So I recommend taking as many pictures as, as you can or, or, you know, are willing to. And then, you know, once you get back in the office and you're editing those photos, you can kind of take out the ones that aren't necessary. Yeah, and you, you do a pretty good job at taking the photos. I'll be honest, I've gotten a little bit more lax. I probably average maybe 30 to 50 photos, and I do sometimes think that's not enough. Like, oh, man, I wish I would have got another angle of this. So don't be afraid to shoot one, two, three in the same room. Mm -hmm. I mean, just different angles of everything because you're going to see things differently. Um, I would w be a little bit wary about zooming in too much. Always try to stand back as far as you can when you're using your camera mm -hmm. on your phone. Um, so that you can see as much of the room as you can. Exactly. Uh, if you're using your phone, absolutely. If you have a nicer, like a DSLR camera and you have a wide-angle lens, that'll open up some doors for you, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But what if you're just getting started again, camera phone, uh, most of the, the cameras on the cell phones nowadays are they're great. They're excellent. Yeah. It's good enough pictures for what we're trying to accomplish. Absolutely. So then the next step, uh, we've got the property under contract. Now we've got some photos of it. It's on a lockbox. Uh, the next thing we're going to do is start telling people about it basically. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely. It's that. not going to sell itself. You got to market the damn thing. Absolutely. So we have a pretty large buyers list here. And that's one of our first things. Um, and there's three different kind of approaches, I would say the first one we want to do is kind of call our preferred buyers or somebody who's maybe bought a property from us in that area. Uh, you're building relationships with people. So if you call someone that you know, and say, Hey, man, I found another property in that area, you're looking to buy one, you might be able to sell it at that point, send them out there, he makes an offer, and it's done. Uh, and that's kind of the way that our checklist works as well. Uh, each As we kind of go down, it's just keep doing it if you haven't got it a contract accepted or keep doing it to build your buyer's list because you've got a great property and you want people to know you're finding great deals. Absolutely. And, so. you know, a lot of times you have buyers that have bought from you in the past and you call them up, like Mike said, and you say, hey, I got a deal down the street from one that you've bought recently or I know you own some properties in the area. I'm going to give you first look. You know, that's going to build a little bit of trust with that person. Absolutely. Versus just email or text blasted out, which is on the list, but it's later mm -hmm. um, to where, you know, it's like, hey, that person thought of me. And, you know, it's going to help. You're building a relationship with you. It's going to help build that re relationship yeah. with, you know, with your buyers, which is very important. Absolutely. So, so yeah, after you get the, um, the property secured, you get photos and videos, you know, call the preferred buyers. Call the people that you've done business in the past with and or people that you know are buying in that area. So pick up the phone, guys. Call those people. Mm -hmm. Next thing we have on the list here is text our buyers. Now, we actually have a service that we mm -hmm. use that buyers can opt into to receive our text messages. So when we text our buyers, typically that's done in a blast form, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be. You know, you can do this manually. Sure. Yeah. By all means. Well, and, the, and I would just say if you're going to do it manually, make sure you don't CC everyone on one text. 
just do it one by one, but copy and paste that text to maybe the five, ten guys you know right. that might be interested in that area. That's a very good point, Mike. So, yeah, make sure you, again, make sure you distinguish it. If you're going to do it manually, make sure it truly is a separate text to each one of those people. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I mean, we all know how much of a pain it is getting stuck on group text messages. Uh, it's nothing worse sometimes when you get 50 text messages that don't apply to you. Don't or apply. You're not interested <laughs> in it. Story of my yeah. life. So then we're texting <clears> it, and the next one is email. Um, so this is probably the least personal, but it is a good way to get eyeballs on the property, which is your goal here. Well, the great thing about email is people can forward that email too. Mm -hmm. So you're, you know, typically email is going to be your widest net that you're going to be able to cast. But like Mike said, it's going to be the least personal. So, you know, we, we always follow our list in the, in this order. We're going to call the buyers that we know we're going to give them first look. They would be considered our preferred buyers. It's going to help build that relationship. But it's also going to, you know, help build that sense of trust with them, mm -hmm. to where, you know, we may not even need to get, to get the tax blast or the email blast done if we can sell it to somebody that we know and have done business with in the past. So, secondly, we're going to then text blast that out to, you know, all the individuals that have opted in to want to receive our text messages, and then third and final um, on the on the send to buyers list side of it mm -hmm. would be send out that email. So after we do the, the blasting, for the most part, or calling and texting, what's the next step, Mike? What do we do then next? we're casting an even wider net. So we're trying to market to people that we basically don't know. Mm -hmm. And the way that we recommend doing that is by posting it online. So you're going to go out to not just Craigslist, but use your, net, your, your personal network as well. Mm -hmm. Post it on Facebook. Post it on LinkedIn. Post it on um, any, any sort of networking site. Yeah, Bigger Pockets is Bigger a great Pockets, site. There you go. Connected Investor is a site that we use often. Yeah, take advantage. Flip Nerd is a good site. And then, of course, Craigslist, guys. You can't beat Craigslist. Mm -hmm. So you want to take advantage of all the resources that are out there where you're learning to do the deals, too. Mm -hmm. There's other people that are more seasoned and are looking for deals, too, out there. Yep. They want to know wholesale. They want to do wholesaling as well. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, uh, with sharing the properties there. Uh, and when you're posting on your Facebook, you can also post into Facebook groups as a pretty powerful way. We've got one, the Discount Property Investors Group. Mm -hmm. uh, you're welcome to come and join that. It's, a, it's an open group. And uh, we encourage you guys to come out there and interact with some of our, our followers. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So once we post online, as Mike said, we're going to create an even wider net. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to share at our local RIA. Okay. So what we would do with this is we'd just print a flyer. And, you know, Mike and I were very active in the, the real estate investment clubs and associations here in St. Louis. So we're going to take a flyer, you know, sometimes multiple, if we mm -hmm. have multiple deals at the, at the day that the RIA is, is uh, you know, is, is going down. We'll bring those flyers with us. And usually the RIAs will have a table that's called like, you know, sell my deal or check out my deal or just deals even. Right. And we'll put that flyer or several flyers on that table. And I've had success. Great success, actually, selling deals at RIAs because sometimes people will even be on my buyer's list and they'll get my text message or they'll get my email or both, but they're just too busy to read it. But I'll see them at a RIA and I'll say, hey, man, I know you're buying in this neighborhood. I got this deal. And by giving them a, an actual flyer that has pictures of the property on it mm -hmm. and some of the numbers, like what we're asking for it, some of the, the repair estimate, cash on cash returns, simple, simple numbers. It will intrigue them a little bit more to yeah. want to go and out and look at I think it. it. I think it's huge because, again, people want they're, – they're nice to people in person, 
but it's super easy to ignore some of the text and the emails that we are bombarded with all the time. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's a very good point. I mean, some of our buyers, yeah, we'll run into it at the meeting and mention it to them, and they end up buying it. Uh, even though, yeah, Dave's right. They've they seen may it. have already seen it two or three times. Right. Or they saw they half saw it, but they were doing something else. Right. So they're not really paying attention. They, they're not focusing on real estate. Whereas when they go to that RIA meeting, That's they're, their there, focus. they're there yeah. to think about real estate. That's so exactly it's a great right. time to present them with the real estate that they might want to buy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so do that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, if you don't have one for two weeks, well, then, I mean, find another one. I yep. mean, there, there's, there's lots of reasons in St. Louis for us, so we can probably find one every every week at least. At least every week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's tons of them. There's probably 15 or 20 in, just sure. in our city alone. Yeah, yeah, so and then we're getting further down on the list, so it's definitely one of these things. You don't have to do all these uh, necessarily. We, we don't do them on – on every deal the next one is a great example of one that we don't do well a lot. if we can do if we can call the buyers mm-hmm. and sell it right then and there then we don't have to do anything below but right. it's great to have this list guys because it allows for you to just keep cre- constantly create a larger and larger net yeah you're you're exactly and you're, you're building your buyers net, list so. so my point was um as we kind of go down the list you don't necessarily have to do all these and the direct mail this is the next one so we're doing a lot of direct mail in our business to find sellers well we can do the same thing to find buyers because you've got seasoned investors out there that maybe aren't attending the clubs so they may they're not actively out there hunting for deals anymore mm-hmm. but they're going to buy something if it's a deal and it comes to them absolutely so sending direct mail what does that mean dave you want to talk a little bit about well, we've all heard people that? say this just came across my desk yep well how, what's a better way to get something to go across your desk than to mail it to them you know so absolutely so you know we um, will send direct mail occasionally for the deal, just like Mike said. So when we do this, um, we're going to use the MLS to find cash buyers around the property. You can also use companies like ListSource or Listability to pull a list of cash buyers in a zip code or in a county near a property that you have for sale. So you're going to pull that list, and then you can go on several different websites, third-party sites, and you can create your own little postcard or letter. Postcards really are kind of... um, probably easier for selling properties because you just throw a picture of the property on the card and you just send it out. It's cheaper. You can hit a wider, you know, a wider yeah, audience that great, way too. Great way to do it. I mean, or if you don't want to third party it and you've only got 15 people that you want to send it to that print a picture of it, mail it, print yeah. it out from your printer at home. No mm-hmm. big deal. Just print it and throw it in the mail to them. And you don't have to know these people. I mean, Mm-mm. sometimes we'll send a, a postcard to 2000 people that we don't know, Yep. you know, and, and it'll have a picture of, you know, ABC 123 Street or whatever, and just say, hey, here's a deal. We know you, you've bought something in the last three months or the last six months. It was a cash transaction in this area. could be certain, you know, similar zip code or similar county. And just say, hey, I got an awesome deal. It's off market. It's 30 or 40%, you know, discounted. Call me. And just keep it simple, guys. You don't have to overcomplicate the marketing of the properties. You know, maybe put a couple numbers in there, but you don't want it to be so cluttered with information that it's just annoying so yeah i mean dave you mentioned you don't have to know them absolutely you don't have to know them that's the whole point you it's don't know yeah if you knew them you'd pick up the phone and and maybe and call, call or them. text them you know? absolutely so you just my my emphasis or focus on marketing properties is you have to get eyeballs on your deal and i say that because you need uh, you need enough people looking at it for one of them to agree that's a deal at that price mm-hmm. super important because i'll tell you what the property may not be a great deal to 75% of your buyers list, but to 25% of them, it looks like a pretty good deal. And to one, they're going to buy it. You can only sell the property with one person. 
So, that brings up a really good point, Mike. I wanted to kind of reiterate that because, you know, a lot of the things here, mm -hmm. so like, for instance, sending direct mail and as well as posting online, you know, those two, for, for example, that those, those have tons of value to certain, certain numbers of people on the buyers list, but not all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's kind of jump into that just for a second. If you have an investor in New Jersey or San Francisco or anywhere in California, New York, Texas, mm -hmm. Florida, where their markets are much more expensive than what we experience here in the in the Midwest, sure. you can't buy a property in San Francisco for fifty thousand dollars that will cash flow four hundred bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just can't. they're impossible. It's like a cardboard box there. It's not going to happen. So you know, you may have a, a savvy investor here in St. Louis that can do better. So they may not like a particular deal that you have. However, you by posting it online or sending a piece of mail to somebody, that may be the best deal they've seen in six months. Right. You know, it's all relative to the market that you're in. Absolutely. You know, so that's just, I want to just kind of reiterate that is, you know, let's say you call, text, and email your buyer's list and you didn't sell your deal. It doesn't mean that it's not a deal. All that means is that your reach isn't big enough. Right. You, that That's my point. You got to get the eyeballs on it because... Just because of your buyer, and, and when you're starting out, your buyers list probably isn't big enough. Mm -hmm. um, we all I mean, start with zero. Exactly. So to begin with, it's not big enough. Right. Uh, and especially if you're trying to wholesale it, you aren't the end buyer. You need somebody else to, to look at it, agree with you, this is a good deal. Right. And uh, start cashing checks. Absolutely. So. Well, one of, the, one of the great things about all these, and we have a couple more items on our mm -hmm. list here, guys, and we'll have this list in our show notes so you can you can check it out. But, um, you know, one of the uh, one of the, the awesome benefits. I'm, I'm losing my words here today. One of the awesome benefits of following this checklist, even if you go through this entire list, okay, and you don't sell your deal, the odds are you're going to pick up a couple buyers mm -hmm. because people may call and or email you and say, hey, I saw this property. You know, can you do better on it or do you have anything like it? And if they're not already on your list, that gives you the perfect opportunity to add them. Reach out to them, build a little bit of rapport. Hey, I'm Dave. Yeah, I have some more properties like this coming up, just not today. Would you be interested in getting some emails or some text messages from me? Great. Let me get that information from you. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. So, so. You're, you're always building your buyers list, and every property you get a chance to market, you're doing that. You're doing so that. So you should be adding these uh, people that you make contact with as buyers and building your personal network. Absolutely. So you know, important. not always on just the marketing property side can you build your buyers list, but on the marketing to motivated sellers side, you can too. Mm -hmm. Here's a perfect example. We called a guy last week off Craigslist that had a house. It was a, it was somewhat of a deal. It wasn't great. So we said, hey, let's come out and take a look at it just in case. We made him an offer for about 10 grand less than what he was willing to accept. And he said, hey, no worries, guys. Thanks for coming out. I own 29 properties. He goes, give me your guys' card. I'm going to start selling these eventually. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but in a couple years, I'm going to unload all of these. Well, boom, I got his card. He got my card. I put them in my CRM to follow up with him in 12 months. Eventually, that guy's going to need to unload 29 deals, and I'm hoping to get all 29 of them. Yeah. So you can always build your buyer's list oh, on both sides. Yeah, you always got to be thinking about it from both sides of it. You Absolutely. are you're doing both things all the time. So we're kind of getting uh, – we digress a little bit. Let's get back Let's to get the back. marketing yep. of the property itself. So send direct mail was number five on our list mm -hmm. here. The next one uh, is placing bandit signs uh, around the property. So it's, again, similar to when you're marketing for sellers. You're going to do the exact same thing with this, except for now you're a motivated seller. 
So you're going to put on your bandit sign uh, that you have a property. So maybe um, 123 Main Street, put the address, uh, the price. So put 30K or 35K or 135K, whatever the price of the property is. And then put must sell in your phone number. Isn't that cool how you go from scouting motivated sellers to becoming one? Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> our business is you know 80% locate motivated sellers mm-hmm. and then once we find them boom guess who becomes a motivated you seller are super do. motivated that's right so, <laughs> that, yeah so the, the next one similar to the bandit signs is go out to the hardware stores and find one of the for sale by owner signs the red and white ones and the reason I say that uh, you put that one in the front yard because as an investor, to me, that looks like an actual for sale by owner, mm-hmm. whereas the yellow letter or the yellow and black signs are a little bit more confusing. Not a huge deal. Yeah, a lot of uh, investors, they also realize that the bandit signs are wholesalers. I mean, right. there's really not that many other people that use bandit signs other than wholesalers. Right. So I personally, I, I don't call all the bandit signs that I see marketing properties anymore because I know it's another wholesaler and I, I, and I probably should. Uh, but I believe that I've probably spoken to that person before, and I know what they're Well, doing. we recognize a lot of the numbers at this point that in our in our market just yeah. from doing it. If I see a sign that I don't know, I'll, I will call it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll, I'll pitch our letscohosale.com, which is a product that we have that helps other investors in our market sell their deals. We leverage their efforts for marketing, and they leverage our buyer's list mm-hmm. efforts. So, you know, definitely reach out to those people. But, yeah, Mike's got a really good point. You know, bandit signs around the property are great. But in the front yard, use it for sale by owner. I think, I think that's the only way to go, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, then uh, I guess the next one, and this one I would say um, we do it a very small percentage of the time. Maybe 1 in 10, 1 in 15, mm, yeah, or even it, less. If that. It kind of varies, yeah. But it's, it's listed on the MLS, so list the property. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, like, wait a minute, I thought we were trying to sell off-market deals and whatever. Well, yeah, that's true, but we're also trying to sell this deal for someone. So the key here is that you have to be the owner by contract. You have to, and I think that's true of everything above, but I really want to emphasize it on this one. You have to be the owner by contract, and you have to let um, people know that you're owner by contract in the MLS. Yeah, don't you have to get the approval of the actual owner on title or not? Uh, I'm not, I don't believe so. Okay, I thought yeah. you maybe had to have that. But it, I guess it varies from market to market, guys. Yeah, and be careful check with this with one. Local, talk local with a local brokers. Talk with, exactly, with an experienced one and someone who knows investing as well. It's really important that you want to do that one right because you can. You might get yourself in a little bit of, uh, of a situation right. if you're not careful with that one. Now, but if it, you own it, if you closed on it, then you can do what you want with it. So right. listing, it's not an issue. Right. If you are an agent, do it. If you're not, find somebody that you can work with that will maybe, you know, give you a little bit of a break if you can bring them volume. If you're just going to do one-off, then, you know, yeah. you have to pay your fees. But if you can bring somebody, you know, one or two a month, then they're going to be very, very eager to want to take on those listings and sure. they'll work with you on the prices. Well, and then, so as we talked about is building your buyer's list and, and casting a wider net for your property, there's no bigger buyer's list than the MLS. Yeah, what does the MLS stand for? Massive list of sellers? Isn't that what that means? <laughs> That's exactly right, Dave. Yeah, so it's the multiple listing service if you if you haven't if you're not familiar with but it. But that's what it is. It uh, it is the biggest list of motivated sellers out there, you know, and absolutely. the motivation is going to vary among, you know, each person. Obviously, they're not going to have as many motivated sellers as you're going to be able to come up and find from, you know, all of the other marketing methods that that Mike and I are, are doing and teaching. Um, but, you know, where else are you going to find thousands and sometimes tens of thousands 
of properties for sale. Sure. Well, MLS. Yeah, exactly. And so what we're talking about, though, is, is finding the buyer, marketing your property. Right. So there's that's where buyers go to look for sellers. So, again, it just makes sense uh, if you if you are really getting down to your last resort. You're really trying to get this property sold. Or, like uh, Dave said, we, we close on it. And then we are uh, gonna gonna resell it on the MLS. So That's right. It's a great way to, um, yeah, to get get more eyeballs on the deals. Mm-hmm. Now that's uh, so we've given you guys our list. It's basically broken up into eight little sections, and there's multiple bullet points on each section. So there's probably I don't know twelve or fifteen different ways here that you can market your property. But just because this is how we do it doesn't mean this is how you folks need to do it. So. This is a great place to start, but if there's other things that you can do to market that property that aren't on our list, do those by all means. Absolutely. Just because we don't do those things and, and hey, or have them on our list doesn't mean you can't do it to sell your deal. We're always learning, too. So market we're, your property. We're welcome uh, to, to feedback. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. Absolutely. At, uh, or what is it? Yeah. Coaching at discountpropertyinvestor.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot us an email. Let us know. Uh, we're, we, we'd love to, to interact with some of you guys and hear what you guys are doing to sell your deals. But, uh, yeah, Dave, you want to go ahead and wrap us up with uh, with our closing quote for the day? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, don't forget to check out discountpropertyinvestor.com. Subscribe to the uh, buyer's list if you guys are looking for deals. And as always, guys, we put together a super awesome course, freewholesalecourse.com. I've been getting a lot of slack lately from a lot of people in the market as well as online about us giving away <laughs> a ton of information. People are coming to me and saying, why are you doing this? And I'm doing it because I want to provide value to our listeners and our viewers. And there's a lot of value packed into that. There's we, a lot of value packed in there. We spent a ton of money putting that thing, time, money, effort, putting it together. So Absolutely. But, you know, yeah. we, want to, we want to help people, you know, build businesses and create wealth. And uh, the course is awesome, you know. And some of the feedback that I'm getting is, why don't you do like one-tenth of that or one-twentieth of that <laughs> and then start selling courses? Well, guys, we do have courses for sure. sale. We're not going to sit here and, and tell you that we don't you know, sell courses and, and, and also offer our coaching services for a fee. We do. But the free wholesale course is where you should start. And I don't know how long it take to get through that thing, Mike. Four or five hours yes. minimum. It's a, it's a little while. It's, it's very depends. intensive, yeah. but there's a ton of value there, guys. So check it out, freewholesalecourse.com. I'm going to close this out with a quote here. So for every sale you miss, because you are too enthusiastic, you will miss 100 because you are not enthusiastic enough. So you have to be enthusiastic, guys. Get out there. Do some marketing. Check out the free course, and let's go do some deals. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.